All right, welcome back to another episode of Pondcast. I'm your co-host, Pat, and along with me, as always, is my co-host, Brendan. Brendan, how are you? I'm good. I'm very good, Patrick. Yeah, you're good. I went with Patrick this time. Oh, yeah. boy, we're going, we're going very formal. Well, Maddie keeps saying it, so I figured I might as well tell oh, you geez. that once in a while. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, we're. I guess now you know my full name. Um, but anyway, today with us on the show, we have Kyle Tedesco, founder of Broken Sticks Hockey. Kyle, how are you? Hey, guys, what's up? I'm doing well. All right, so very excited to have you, got, have you on. We want to know, you know, have you been keeping up with any of the local, or, uh, well, I guess I'd say local, but the Sabres <laughs> trades or um, the free agency? I mean, yeah, I heard of Taylor Hall. How could you miss that? Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they just signed Allmark again, Reinhardt, you know. Yeah. up as much as I can. I think Olaf sends his meeting for arbitration is like the 8th or something. I think we gotta wait a little yeah, bit Yeah, something, his. so we'll see if yeah. that, that pops up. But yeah, I was gonna say, are you excited to hear, are you a Sabres fan or are you just like oh, yeah. in general? Yeah, I've been a Sabres okay. fan my whole life. I've lived in different parts of the country and followed those teams for a bit, but I've stayed a Sabres fan through and through. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're from Buffalo though. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Hamburg. Um, Spent some time in Southern California, spent some time in Massachusetts, but I've been a Sabres fan my whole life. Oh, sweet. What was it like being a Sabres fan in Mass? Uh, it sucks. I mean, <laughs> I, it's, it's better than being a Bills fan. I, I mean, that's not easy being in Patriots country. Yeah. Uh, I was there 2012 to 2016, so I don't think the Bruins won a cup, but it was like shortly after, I, and they went to the cup, and I think Blackhawks beat them. So at least so we have, like, Buffalo was, Boy up there, Patty Kane, going yeah, away. Yeah, they, so yeah. they were good when I was there. And I went to every Sabres game, almost every one. There's two a season, so, you know, I've seen the Sabres play seven or eight times up there. Yeah. I think I saw them win, like, once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right, especially yeah, for, uh, I guess, this current playoff drought era. And I, I did see Vanek in a four-goal game. That was pretty sweet. Oh, nice. I was standing up and someone threw a beer at me. That was not <laughs> I feel like that's to be expected, though. Yeah, I mean, I turned around like, what the hell, man? And there's, you know, a thousand people just staring at me, so I just sat back down. You're just like, what are you going to do? And you're like, uh... It's super unclassy to do that, but there's nothing I can do, so I just took it. Well, well, you're back in uh, Sabres country, which is pretty dismal these days, I guess, with everything. But we got all, so... Just as bad as it was when I left. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good to know that you didn't make any change in it, then. It wasn't like you were the bad luck charm. Since I was born, like my grandpa got me into it super young, so I remember the good times and then the dip and then the good times again, and now yeah. we're in this endless dip. It seems like. Yeah. So Kyle, I mean, it seems like you've grown up a Sabres fan. You've grown up a hockey fan your whole life. Tell me, how did how did you get started with hockey? My grandfather. He, okay. He really liked sports. He used to do security for the Bills and occasionally get free hockey games. He used, would get mini packs. I come from a family of like six or seven grandkids. I'm the oldest boy who lives on the East Coast, so he would take me to the majority of them, but he'd buy mini packs, bring us all the games, and, you know, he'd bring me, like, the Sabres Carnival, so I got to meet all the players, and nice. I just, I've loved it ever since I got into it, and my first games were probably in, like, 92, 93 at the odd, and okay. then, you know, I saw the rise of Hasek and the Stanley Cup run and went to games all along. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm jealous. I wish I was there for, I mean, I like, I was a little kid when I started going to games, I was like... Maybe I saw Hashik like once or twice, and yeah, I, I was never in the odd. Unfortunately, I was too young for that. But I remember my first game at Marine Midland. That was super cool. Even though we lost, it was a... my first game was Pittsburgh. I found the tickets. Yeah, same, 
Same actually. Uh, so was mine, but we we lost four to one. It was really depressing. It was like with the the Robo Penguin logo, like the the inverted triangle or whatever. Oh, yeah. I have no idea if they won or lost. But <laughs> you found the ticket. <laughs> the first yeah, game I. I had a box of them and I just was going through them. I found that. I found my ticket to when I went to Atlanta to see a Thrashers game. A lot oh, that's of cool. Ones are in there. That's sweet. Then my first game I can remember, I think, was that like oh five oh six Saber season. My parents were just like, "Nah, you're not going to like sporting events when you're young." And then they, my, Dude, aunt, took me to that, my aunt took me to that one. I wish I, I never. Lucky. I got lucky that my grandpa was into it because my parents don't care at all, and I don't think I've ever gone to a game with them. My parents yeah. were in it; they're just buzzkills. Like they like sports, <laughs> but as soon as they had a kid, they're like, "Yeah, fuck it." <laughs> oh boy. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can add. At, to at that. least you got to go during. An awesome season, though. Yeah. I don't think I went to a single game that season. I just watched it on TV. Shouted her out before I'll shout her again. Thank you, Aunt Julie. Thanks, Aunt Julie. <laughs> that was the Carolina series, or was that 06? That was, that was the Carolina. Well, it was 05-06 season was with the Carolina. But I, I don't know. It was beginning of the season when I went. I just remember, I think Campbell was one of the like players, like the hot players of the game. Like You need them to score. And without knowing anything about the team, I was just cheering, like, go 51, go 51. As my little, like, what, 10, 11-year-old self just didn't know what was going on at the time. Little did you know. <laughs> little did I know it would the be. The Umberger hit. Yeah, the Umberger hit was else. a couple months away. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The series, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we went to a ton, of, ton of playoff games that year. We went to two of the home Carolina ones, and then we went down to game seven where they beat us in Carolina. Oh, uh, kill, but. That. It was fun to go down there and see it and, you know, just experience. It was so many Sabres fans. It was super fun. I was about to say, it's got to be a cool experience, win or lose. So tell me a little bit about, like, your playing experience. Did you play, you know, growing up or did you get started recently? So I always played, like, street hockey. And then I got into roller hockey in high school. I could never afford ice hockey because my parents didn't want to pay for it. And it's not cheap, especially when, like, you need a new set of gear every year. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. So I, I knew how to ice skate. Not well, but, like, I could. And mm-hmm. I was pretty good at roller hockey so I stopped playing roller hockey in I think 10th grade it just got to the point where I had to get up like super early to play and I was like staying out late I'm with my girlfriend at the time and I just didn't want to play anymore so I stopped and then I moved to Boston and I didn't have any friends out there or anything I moved there for my wife's job and I was starting to get depressed and I was like I gotta exercise and like you know just get something going in my life again Mm -hmm. so I learned to play ice hockey I learned to skate I started playing and I've been playing about five years now Oh, okay. That's, I really admire people that like kind of self teach themselves how to do things too. Cause like I've well, done that. I, I didn't fully self. I took a, so I went to like a sporting store, a sporting store and like was saying mm-hmm. how I wanted to get into it. And they gave me this guy's card and it was like a, a private lesson. It was like 40 bucks an hour or something. Okay. And I booked an hour with this guy and I told him like, I don't know how to like shave the ice. Like I can skate fast, but I can't stop on a dime. And he kind of taught me. And I thought this was going to be like a hourly thing, like a couple times a week for a month or two. And after one thing, he's like, you know how to skate. You just got to practice what I taught you. Like, call me in a, a month if you haven't figured it out. And I felt real comfortable after that. And I signed up for a game like maybe a week later. And I scored a couple weeks after that. I was like, I got this. So I just, just <laughs> yeah, it's just like after that. training wheels off. You're like, all right, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah. I didn't know how to stop. And, like, you gotta know how to stop. When you're yeah. Ready. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, or you could do I, it. I mean, you could do it my way. I, yeah. Like, I know how to stop. I just, for the most time, prefer not to. Brendan, Brendan chooses not to a lot and just runs into things. Well, it, it, it depends on how the ref is going to call the game. That's what it comes down to. Especially if I'm playing roller hockey. It's like, oh, yeah, that kid can't stop. He just checked me. No, 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 he didn't. He's just, <laughs> he's just dust. I don't know that I could even roller skate anymore. Like, now that I, I play ice hockey, 
probably twice a week for the past mm-hmm. five years. Oh yeah. I don't know that I could even stop on rollerblades at this point because I've just totally like trained my body to do it the way you have to for ice now. Seeing people go from playing like that play ice hockey heavy to then go into either like a puck roller or a ball roller is so funny. Because they just, they don't know what to do. Like, the difference in skating and then controlling the puck or the ball, it's just people look confused when they do it, especially if it's been a couple years from it. It's it's just, I, I say it every time, like, every version of hockey is just a different animal. It is. It's, it's completely, I mean, like, there of course, there's a lot of similarities and a lot of things transfer over. But, like, even from, like, playing puck to ball hockey, even, like, yeah. roller or even floor, just playing with a puck or a ball. Like, there's so many different dynamics to it because then you can, you know, bend the ball or the puck whatever way you want. You can deflect it and do, like, certain things mm-hmm. and the I weight of it. Yeah. I feel like half the game is trying to get the ball to stay on the ground. Yeah. You're yeah. not wrong about that one. Yeah. So you get the bouncy floor, and it's like a game of lacrosse almost. It's just in the air yeah, constantly. And I also I played at like a terrible rink. I don't even know if you call it a rink. It was like a square room. So like you couldn't run it up the boards. It would like hit the corner. It's like a game of pool. It's bouncing. <laughs> you just got to like try and... <laughs> it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I did it for a couple of years, and then... I just got out of ball hockey altogether. Yeah. Can't blame me on that start, one, start calling pockets on that one. Just be like, all right, this ball, that corner. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. Because, you know, the name of this is Pondcast. We don't try to stay strictly to pond hockey, but we try to center it around that or have our episodes go into a little bit of pond hockey. Just want to throw it out there before we get into what Broken Sticks hockey is. Do you have any experience? Did you play pond hockey at all? No, I've never actually played on, like, a lake. I would love to. Um, I have played, like, with the little wooden nets, like, three-on-three with friends. Okay. Um, We actually did it at Rotary Rink, and then we got kicked out after, like, an hour, but... I was about to say, how long? (laughs) That'd be the last place... Actually, no, Canal Style would probably be the last place I would try that. Rotary, I I would try it, though. I mean, it was fun. It's the, The Rotary's, like, the perfect size. It's just a tiny little... You know, rink. Yeah, like, yeah. It's surrounded by glass windows, so like they do not want you playing there. Uh, I had a buddy who worked downtown, and he, he was like, "Oh, we do this all the time at like midnight on Fridays." And I was like, "All right." So I showed up and we played. We were there probably like 35, 40 minutes. And yeah. Security came over and was like, "Yo, you gotta go." And my buddy what? looked him in the eyes and was like, "Oh no, it's cool. Like we work here. So and so gave us the okay." The guy was, like, really confused, and we're like, all right, and drove away. Like, I couldn't believe the balls on my friend. And then we <laughs> played, like, another 20 minutes, and then the cops showed up, and we're like, you guys are leaving right now. We're like, all right. Oh, man. So it was and like... I got a parking ticket, so, like, that was karma for me. <laughs> oh, dang. Did I really want I to try that? I parked Chippewa, and there was, like, a spot where, like, you can't park on the weekends, but you can park on the weekdays, and it yeah. was, like, 12.20 at on a Friday into a Saturday, so if oh. came the weekend... Oh, so, it like, just... Out. Dang. Yeah, they were waiting for it. My ticket was at, like, 12.02. That sucks. Well, they probably took a lap around Rotary, saw you guys there, they're like, they're like let's make sure to ticket every single car, and then There's come out. The same cop yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably like, by the way, guess what? Uh, when you get back to your car, you're going to have a little present. Have fun with that ticket, you punk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was fun. And the, the cop was really nice. We, like, we had no business being there, but it was True. a cool experience. But I've never played, like pond hockey and a tournament or anything like that i'd like to i just it never really happened no that i mean that's super cool though i'd still consider that that's that's basically pond hockey like with the wooden nets that's like when yeah. we do tournaments pretty much it's either that or like a metal net that's about the same size but the net size really is the biggest difference between the two i mean unless you're playing on like a body of water where there's like a tree in the middle of it it's pretty much the size of the net that is different than regular hockey 
And then obviously the size of the rink too, but there's trees in the middle of ponds. You've never played on one of those? Oh, you got to no, go. man. I've I've well, played. We got to do. We got to do like played, a like, spinoff. On pond we got to do a spinoff uh, podcast called Swampcast. What? And where? Like... <laughs> where is it? All right. What? What are you talking about? That there's a just a tree in the middle. Of... I said in the last interview, I was like played at this little like there was this. Um... Oh, you mean the the lot you used to play in? It wasn't a of... lot. It was a fucking. Um, I'd catch up with a bunch of my buddies that live in like Blaisdell, Kyle, and they would. Uh, we'd like walk over these train tracks, carry the metal net my buddy had over that through this a bunch of like just dead tall grass and that into this little swamp. I know exactly where that is. Like by like. Yeah, Lake and Martin, like that. Cor- yeah, yeah, and like all, yep, all the all the crap back there. There ends up being like a small. I'm gonna put in quotes body of water, but it would freeze over, and then we'd play there. It's pretty much like okay, we'd play until basically we fucked up the ice too much, or until someone's skate got stuck in a root. All right, so maybe I'll break my ankle, but you're gonna have to take me there this winter. What, what, what? I want this is like a magical place that I've never heard of, but the fact that Kyle has heard of it, like now, I now it's got me wondering. I know the only train tracks in Blaisdell. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like a huge field over there, so I'm like, he's probably talking about that. Now it wasn't even the know. field, it's like into like the woods between the two sets of train tracks. Like, does Shrek go well, there? What's going on? He might. <laughs> he might have been hibernating at the time, though. But Pat and I will go, and Kyle, you can come too, and we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully good. not die in a root. But <laughs> then we'll then we'll play pond hockey. Yeah, that'd be we'll... great. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if this counts as pond hockey, but I did skate some. I was thinking about when you said going over route, like how terrible that would be for your skates. Yeah. And I was like, why were my skates so bad that one time? I, and then I remembered we went to this park. I can't remember the name of it. It was like maybe two or three hours above Toronto. And they, it's like a, a path through the woods and it's like a mile. Oh, yeah. And they light it with tiki torches. Yep. And they Zamboni it like every hour. And you just skate like through the woods, and it was so awesome. But there was like little roots sticking up, and my skates have never been that dull before. Jeez, I want to go there. You never been? No. Me neither. I've I've heard of it though. Yeah. It was like really cheap too. I think it was like twenty bucks for the whole day. Yeah. They have that, a bunch of winter activities, and then we got like an Airbnb. This was a few winters ago. It was super fun. Yeah, I've heard of that. Um, I have a group of friends who we've been meaning to do that, and I, I've been meaning to go with my girlfriend too. But we just, you know, COVID and everything else, we ha- we haven't had time. And yeah, I, I've heard about that. That sounds really cool. Same with um, that's like in Ottawa, they have uh, the Rideau Canal, and you can just it freezes over, and people just go and skate up and down. Like my buddy, he. My buddy, uh, oh, I'm sorry. My buddy lives like his parents live in Ottawa, and he lives yeah. in Toronto. He mm-hmm. told me like people commute to work on that. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That that's what my my buddy. Um, he's from Toronto and he goes to school up in Ottawa. And literally, like, he'd wake up, go out, go out on the the canal, and then he would just skate to school. So <laughs> yeah, if you're like morning traffic is backed up, it's like you know it's quicker to ride your bike, or in the winter just skate down the canal. It's, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, Canadian. That is the most Canadian. Well, no, they have to be like drinking a Molson or something too while they're doing it. There's a Tim's. There's a little Tim's kiosk there. Yeah, you know, on, the, on, the, on the canal, there's a there's a Tim's kiosk. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I need to do this now. So. That's the most Canadian thing. <laughs> Once the world heard. opens back up, I want to do this. So Kyle, tell us, so so you started Broken Sticks. When did Broken Sticks start and what is Broken Sticks Hockey? So uh, Broken Sticks started um, March of 2018, so about two and a half years ago. Okay. And it's basically something in between your typical pickup and your league game. You go online, you sign up week to week, you don't sign up for like a season, and mm-hmm. it assigns you white or dark 
You show up, there's full benches on each side, two goalies on each side, there's a ref, we keep score. It's competitive enough to where, like, we try to keep it evenly matched, but yeah. Like, yeah. not super competitive to where, like, it matters and if you suck, we're going to be mad or anything like that. But um, it's very, very organized pickup. Cool. We've been doing it about two and a half years. It's grown a bit. We now have sponsors and stuff, same sponsors, huh? some okay. of the sponsors of the Sabres. It sells out every week. It's, you know, people like it. So it's been going on, and I don't, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. When COVID's over, I'm hopefully going to grow it to two games a week. Right now, it's just once a week. Yeah, um, okay. I've been wanting to do twice a week for a long time, but with all this COVID going on right now, we're just kind of hanging up. So do you guys rent out the full, you obviously rent the rink, but then you said you get refs in that too? Yeah, so I, it's fully insured. So I have an umbrella policy that covers all the players, the refs, everything. Therefore, I'm able to get, I went through like a refing organization and I'm able to get refs staffed on my games. Nice. Um, I have it insured myself because I can't expect people who play once a year, twice a year to have, carry USA Hockey. Yeah, so kind no. of So I did that and by doing that, I was able to meet all the refs and, you know, go through a staffing agent, get refs. So do you guys do it at different rinks too, or do you just have one set place to do it? Um, in the beginning, we were doing Holiday and Northtown Center. Oh, okay. And over a year of doing it, I just learned what works and what doesn't. And it was working way better at Holiday than it was at Northtown. Northtown also was a bit more expensive for the ice. Yeah. So we just went down to Holiday. We had an event coming up at Tacoma, the North Buffalo rink. Yeah. Okay. But that got canceled because of COVID. That was an event where we were going to skate with like a band and stuff. When I come back, I'd like to do two days of the week, two different rinks. Nice. Cool. cool. So pretty I much. Have a background. I, I ran before I started this. I ran a record label for many years. Toured with bands, book shows. So I have my feet kind of wet in the music industry. So yeah. I I know a lot of people through the punk industry, the punk music scene. So when mm-hmm. one of the bands was coming through town, uh, we were going to have him skate with us, and then we were going to bring all the money, raise it for charity. Going really well. I had some big names that were signed up that I can't talk about. But I was about to ask if you yeah. could talk about it, but uh, he's yeah. over. Like, Brendan's over here. I'm over, I'm over here starting shaking. I'm like, please give me some info. <laughs> the band was anti-flag. That was That's uh, one of his favorite bands. Yeah. Oh really? He, he's I'm going gonna crazy. guess it. I'm gonna guess it was Chris. Yeah, Chris is really into hockey. Yeah. Uh, he's really into raising money for you know that's what, what Antiflex is about. Like yeah. You know, they're all oh, about politics, putting your money where your mouth is, and giving money to charity. So we were gonna raise all this money, and then it was March 28th, and then I think 28th, and then COVID hit like the second week of March. Yeah. It all fell apart. Yeah. So I had it up on the site. I was selling spots. And I, when you book on the site in the notes section, you can be like, I want to play with Kyle Tedesco. And then I'll see that and put you guys on the same team. Well, mm-hmm. a bunch of people said they wanted to play with someone like affiliated with the Sabres. I was like, no way. I called my buddy. I was like, yo, is he playing? They're like, yeah, he loves punk and he's playing. Like, no way. That's, that's oh so God. cool. It, uh, it got canceled. So yeah. I was super bummed. The good news is Anti-Flag didn't cancel their tour. They didn't refund any of the tickets. They're going to do the exact same tour, yeah. the exact same order when... COVID is over, oh, that... and Chris says he 100% wants to do it, so I don't know when it's going to be, but we're going to do it at some point. That makes sense. I completely, like you said, it was March 28th. I completely slipped my mind. They're supposed to play, I think, the 27th or 29th at Rec Row. Oh, no, the 28th. The so, 20... so basically what happens was they were in, I think, Cleveland, and then they were going to drive through the night, get to Buffalo 7, 8 in the morning. I was going to pick Chris up around noon. The game was at 2. Oh, okay. uh, it went to 4.30 drive them to the show, and then Anti-Flag had a show in Buffalo. Yeah, they were playing at Rock Room. Yes, exactly. I've kind of got ties with all these different bands, and the mm-hmm. idea was if this goes well, kind of network myself in, and when other bands come through town, this could happen again. If it, but uh, 
this was the first one and it, it didn't go well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. It's good they didn't fully, like you said, they didn't fully cancel their tour and that. So who knows once COVID stuff, fine, like everything is fully open, open again. Like, I mean. Yeah. And I mean, Chris was super bummed. I mean, this was the, like a week into tour and they did like two days and then they turned around and went home. Yeah. This yeah. Was, you know, before anyone really knew how serious COVID was going to be. And he told me, like, I totally 100% want to do it, you know, stay in touch. So whenever things go back to normal and that tour gets rerouted, we're going to do it again. That's good. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be uh, cool. We raise I mean, money for charity and you get to skate with a band that some people know and like. And I'm going to have to sign up for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the first one signing up for that. you announce it. Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds super cool. I like... I like the direction that Broken Stick seems to be going because like that yeah especially like especially when you add something like for charity and add fundraisers and things like that that's super cool and just being able to skate with like different band members or anything like that like that would be such a unique experience like I don't think there's any real type of organization out there that would do that even without that's kind of like where I found my niche you know it's like there's a million pickups but like yeah I mean you can tell by looking at me Whoever doesn't have video, you know, I'm covered in tattoos. I have dreadlocks. I'm not your typical jock. Like, I don't fit in with, you know, your typical hockey team. And I I make myself fit in, and I play hockey, and I have no problems with jocks. But, like, my people are generally not on the ice. Like, yeah. So, like, it's fun to kind of make a group of, like, misfits who also feel like me. And, you know, then there's other punk rockers out there who also play hockey and put us all in the same room. Like, it's just not common. So, like, it's pretty yeah. cool to in a room of hockey bumps, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. and Pat brought up the normal, like, pickup games you play. It's all, you can stereotype it as much as you want. It's normally, like, the two or three kids that were, like, excelled in high school, they might have done something with juniors, one of them did, and then it's a bunch of other people that have played their whole life. They know each other through playing on the high school teams and things like that. This, what you're doing with Broken Six, is, sounds amazing because it's, you're playing with different people. It's still competitive. It's not just your random, it's not your fully random pickup game, but it's organized to the point where you can feel safe and also like enhance your playing level with different people every week or whenever you do yeah, play. So, so like we have probably, I'd say every week, it's about 75% regulars who come every week. Okay. Some missing week here and there and then 25% new. So I kind of have an idea of like how good Bob Smith is, how bad Jim Smith is. And mm-hmm. I kind of separate the good guys and the bad guys to make it a, a good skate. And it's kind of like, that's how you become a better player and like build your confidence. Oh yeah. Like, playing with people better than you and like yeah you know it's not healthy when you're the worst guy out there and no one's passing you and no one's talking to you yep. so i kind of try to put those walls down where like everybody's cool we listen to music the whole time just to try to break the awkwardness like i have a lady who's in her 60s or 50s and she plays with her son and my sponsors i have guys who are in their 60s and their 70s and then i have kids who are 18 like it's all over the place and you know we try to keep it that way to where no one feels pigeonholed and everybody's welcome so it's, it's really fun and cool that's awesome that, that is very refreshing to hear you know and, that, and that's one of the things too um you know i saw on your instagram you do uh you at least started this the series where it's um i don't know what the exact title is but it's like meet a hockey player uh it's called just another hockey player yeah yeah and you highlight different players each week i think that's super cool because yeah like you said you have i think like that six-year-old woman was on there you have some younger kids, some older people. It's super cool to like see the background, see these people's stories of like, I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I think our idea with this podcast too is to kind of try and bring people together, especially like pond hockey community, but just hockey in general. Yeah. There's so many people that play that either, you know, you know, cause you grew up playing with them. Like I, I've grown up with quite a few guys who, you know, we've just played our whole lives, but there's other people that you would never know and people just play. And I think that's super cool. It's a really cool... It's also like, you kind of, 
whether you say you do it or not, you kind of have a preconceived idea of everyone in this world that you don't know. Yeah. You yeah. know, based off their age, who they affiliate with, anything. And when you break it down, we all have hockey in common, and that's why we're all playing, but we have a lot more than you think. So, like, I, by doing this, I've realized, like, so many people and have, like, so many weird things in common that I never know. Like, like this one kid I play with, he's a weightlifter, and I'm, like, 140 pounds soaking wet. He's ripped. <laughs> like, we are on totally opposite ends of the spectrum, but it turns out we both love board games, like, super nerdy board games that your average person doesn't like. So we started playing board games, like, off the ice together and yeah. become good friends. The next Justin Little Hockey player, we do it the first Monday of every month, so it's like five days from today. Mm-hmm. So I've got mm-hmm. it written up, and I've been doing it all week, getting it ready, and I'm realizing the guy we're doing, him and I were in the same circle of friends for almost 20 years. Like, we, we, we skateboarded the same spots, we went to the same shows, we have the same friends, and we never knew it. And then he moved away at a young age to Vegas, and I never really met him. He moved home, started playing hockey with me, and it turns out, like, we were in the same group of friends and didn't even know it. So it's just kind of crazy how small of a community Buffalo is, and then that subculture of hockey is even smaller. It's oh yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, the yeah Buffalo. We already talked like we. I make reference all the time about how small it is, but yeah, the hockey culture and it makes it even smaller. Whether people admit it or not, there's always someone that you're talking to that knows someone else that you know, just constantly. Yeah, I'd I'd say I'd venture to say Buffalo is like. The biggest, smallest city <laughs> yeah. I've ever heard of. It's real weird, but yeah. Yeah, so for those who don't know, the Just Another Hockey Player thing, it's like this monthly thing we do where we do like a hockey card photo, and then we just basically put you know, one of the players in the spotlight. We talk about what they do off ice, what they do for work, what their hobbies are, anything really. And yeah. uh, we've been doing that about a year and a half, and we've ranged from you know our sponsors to... The, the woman who's older and just started playing a few years ago, I did myself. Like, it's just a fun way to get people to know each other and not feel so, you know, feel like we're all part of the same group. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like no, you said, everyone's got the common trait of enjoying hockey, playing hockey. There's there's no reason to look at anything different outside of, like, you guys play hockey together. Yeah. I want to go through, so Kyle, take me through, like, let's say someone listening to this, they're interested and they want to get into Broken Sticks. What would you say to someone who might be on the fence about it? How would you get them to uh, kind of just be welcomed in and join Broken Sticks? Well, my first point that I always bring up is, unlike going signing up for a team or something, it's week to week. So you sign yeah. up one time. If you hate it, it's 20 bucks out the window. You never have to come again. Mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee you won't hate it, but you know, there's no commitment. And that's kind of the beauty of it. You don't have to commit if you're afraid to, you know, it's not going to work with your work schedule or you're not going to like it. You just pick a week, you sign up, you come play. And yeah. then, you know, bring a friend. Like, you can play on the same team as someone you know, and that way... You know, everyone's more comfortable with people they already know. Yeah. But you know, we I make it a very welcoming environment, so you quickly become one of us. And I just tell people to come check it out. That's really the best way to explain it. You know, a lot of people they're nervous at first because it's the price point. You know, it's a bit higher than your average pickup, but there's a lot more that goes into it. Whether it's the insurance, the ref, the overhead, all that stuff adds up. So we try to do our best to keep it at an effective cost. I realize it's a bit higher. We do offer a three for fifty package. So yeah, a little more committed and you get a discounted rate. I mean, that's that's really the only thing that scares away hockey players. I've had people say it to me and I try to tell them, just come check it out. You'll see the difference, you know. We've been doing this two and a half years. We've never not had two goalies. Like, yeah, yeah. what's worse than going to a pickup and then there's one goal? That's the thing. Literally, we were just at a pickup the other week and like the guy's messaging us. He's like, yeah, we need a goalie. I go out, find a goalie. And then he's like, oh, never mind. We found one. And then two minutes later, he's like, 
No, never mind. We still need one, and goalies can be so inconsistent. Yeah. So that's definitely worth it. But then, so like you were saying, you were saying twenty bucks is like steep to a point. But like I've been to, pick, I've been playing more pickups since rinks have been opening back up. And there's some times where I go, and it obviously differs based off the amount of people you have. Well, one week I've gone, it's ten bucks. The next week I've gone, it's fifteen or sixteen a person. It's like knowing for a fact that it's twenty dollars every week, knowing that I have refs, knowing I have two goalies. You guys play music the whole time. It's a more welcoming group of people. I'd rather the what an extra ten, five. Who fucking cares? Like it's. I'd rather be in that. Like I did a pickup. Someone I didn't know. They were just they were short guys, and they asked me if I wanted to stick around. Yeah. It was I think fourteen dollars or something. Yeah. And it was like seven on seven. So there's two guys on the bench. We're fucking gassed. Yeah. And then next week he's like, "Oh, can you get goalies?" I'm just thinking like. I don't want to do this. Like, I like my skate every week. There's two goalies. The benches are full. I know it's going to be a good skate. Yeah, it's a couple bucks more, but all that money goes to paying for the ref, the insurance, so everyone feels comfortable coming out, yep. making sure there's two yeah. goalies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the couple extra dollars shines. It's well like, worth it. it. No, I mean. Yeah, it goes sports stuff. And I'm thinking, like, the guy who's charging 15, he's probably putting more in his pocket than I am because he's not <laughs> dealing with PayPal fees, credit card fees insurances like all that stuff adds up honestly like for 20 bucks though like that's what i mean like i've paid ref fees even for roller hockey games that are 12 13 14 15 dollars sometimes or you know you have to vouch for one of your buddies that week because they're short and you know you end up paying 20 bucks of course if they're good buddies you get you get it back over it yeah but um you know you're paying that amount and it's like yeah that's just for regular games regular pickup but to have something like this it, it feels like you know, it feels like fun. Like, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, wow, like, it'd be so cool to get out. Like, I can't tell you the last time I played, like, a full five-on-five ice hockey game and had refs. Like, it's awesome. Like, yeah. Like, I play in performance as well. And okay. I think okay. we rock, like, maybe 15, 16 on our roster. It comes out to, like, after your ref fees, I think it's 22, 23 bucks a game. And that's, like, from September to March. I usually miss four or five throughout the year. So, like calculate that and i'm paying 25 Facebook in Buffalo slash Western New York, however they want to label it that you put yourself in and then if someone needs you, they like contact you. But a lot of that's more or less for like roller hockey or, but it's like league play. It's yeah. not just like an organized pickup play. So the com- there's even yeah. less commitment, but at the same time, it's still just better. Yeah. You mentioned- So a- I, I got the idea when I lived in Boston, there was a mm-hmm. league that was run exactly where I took the model from. And this guy runs probably 60 hours a week. He does tournaments. Um, he does a full league that is like not like a traditional league. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually yeah. met with the guy about borrowing his software for my website. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, he wanted to franchise the whole thing to be like not just the software. We yeah. started talking numbers and it was going to be like 
ridiculous, and I wouldn't have broke even for 10 years, and that's booking 20 hours a week. I don't think Dang. Buffalo's yeah. is there. Yeah. You know, Boston, this, this guy works for the Bruins and has ins with people. You know, he was booking ice at, like, when the Bruins and Canadians played at Fenway Park for the Winter Classic. Oh, okay. Like a six-hour block of ice and did pick up there. So yeah. he has ins. Yeah. But that's where I got the idea. I was told there was something in Buffalo before I moved back that was kind of doing the same thing, but it kind of crashed and burned. I never did it. Or maybe I never I did it once. I don't remember. I never heard of it. Yeah, I haven't heard of anything. I know I belong to a group with uh, some some like friends and acquaintances I know, and it's just basically like they try to do like a weekly ice hockey thing, but it yeah it may, maybe that's what you're talking about. I, it sounds like it might be more organized than that, but it was basically like a group of I mean, fifty hundred people. Name, but yeah. I don't know the name of the organization. I never, I never, I don't. Oh, okay, yeah, not. I was gonna say for a year or for a holiday and maybe did a game. I don't know. No, the one yeah. Pat's thinking of was like a group of friends. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't even think it was an organization. It was just a group of friends that like they had their friends and it was just like add whoever you can that plays hockey and like we'll try and get a weekly game going because that's the thing is like that's why I think it's so nice about Broken Six. You know, the more you talk about it because it's so hard. You know, you think in like Buffalo is great. It's a great market for hockey players. Like there's tons of people that want to play, but when it comes down to it, like priorities come up, things change. Like it's so hard to get a solid group of guys, girls, whoever, like for just for one week, just to get some in. It's nice to have that consistency that you seem to get. And it comes down to, there's like a comfort level of you, like everything lines up where they don't have other commitments, they don't have things like that going on where they can play, but then all of a sudden someone will back out just because it's like, well, I'm playing with like 19 other guys I don't know. I don't really want to, oh, it's gonna be $16 for me to do pickup. Obviously again, like no refs, no insurance. Like it's a turnoff for a lot of people, at least that I know where as soon as they hear above $15, they're out, but again, $20 $20 for broken sticks ice is completely different than $15 just your average Joe right the mill yeah renting ice and texting a random group of people through Facebook or whatever to get them together yeah. and we try to do like like uh, premium time we never have mm-hmm. like it's always Sunday nights and it's usually 830 so we're never skating like 11 o'clock on a yeah that, that too yep. yeah that, that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have skated that it's not the end of the world but like mm-hmm. you're in bed by 10 with us like it's pretty clutch like, yeah after the Bills game, go skate for an hour and then be in bed by 10 for a workout Monday. Like, that's, that's, sounds that breaks a lot of people down when it comes to running rink. I know like even people that like play Friday night where like you have rink from, I know I played one that was 8, or no, it was 10.45 to 12.30. We got like extra time for it. And but there was someone... Game, Thursday night at 10.45 well, friggin... Hockey outlet, which is like an hour drive. Oh, oh yeah, that's well. There's some people. Might as well get a motel. Just call it a day. And there's people that work at like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. the next morning. It's like you want them to go for 18 hours that day, or like yeah, yeah even Thursday, even Thursday. Like, five in the morning. I look at the schedule. I'm like, oh, I hate this fucking team. Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, drive out there tonight. Yep. Oh yeah. man, yeah, it's it's tough. You know, I'm kind of curious. You said that you mentioned earlier about the three for 50 deal. So how does that work? Are you able to pick and choose? Like, let's say someone pays $50. They want to pick three games. Can they pick and choose what games? Or is it just like the three we, like three games in a row? No, you pick. You have to pick at the time of checking out. Okay. It's basically, the way it works is you open the ticket. I close the ticket. It can't be like an, like an open bill kind of thing. Gotcha. So okay. You, you pick the three games you want. Any of them that are on the site right now. We're not going out super far because of COVID and everything's gotcha. unknown. Yeah. But um, typically, 
I have the whole season up, so you can pick any time from now until like February. And yeah. I put you through three games, and you're good to go. No, that that's super cool, though. I understand, like, obviously closing the ticket and not leaving that open, but it's cool that, you know, people have an option to pick, like, okay, let's say I want to play one month in January. Oh, February's kind of booked. Let's skip February. I want to play a couple games in March, and they yeah. can do that. that. That's super cool. I like... It um, gives me a little more comfort in knowing, like, all right, I have this many guys. I'd say probably 70% of our people do that because yeah. they play off almost every week. Why not save money? And it gives me a little comfort in knowing, okay, this is how many I have this week. I'm going to need to get this many more. And as of every week, I have to figure it out. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I can, like next week is already sold out. The week after is, like, two spots left. It kind of gives me an idea of where we're at capacity-wise and how many we're going to need. And it just uh, less less day of work on my end, so I can yeah. do it in advance and keep it running smoothly. And you pay right on the website, right? Uh, everything's credit card. I don't take any cash. You just gotcha. don't have to deal with it. And yeah, I don't blame you on that Everything's done online. You pay with either PayPal or a credit card. So the Performax team that you were talking about, is that then like more of a group of friends that you have, or is that team that when you would when you would play there – was that picked up from people doing Broken Sticks? This team I play on now, they're called the First Ward Freezers. They've been a team way longer than I've uh, been doing okay. Broken Sticks. I was playing with a different team when I first moved home to Buffalo that was just forming. And um, I didn't really like it. I just wasn't meshing well. They were a mm-hmm. lot younger than me. We just didn't, I didn't really feel comfortable there. Like they were, I don't know. We just, they just weren't like me. And I wasn't having a great time. So yeah. I ended up playing the team I'm on now in the championship and the guy across the street from me was on the team. So I got <laughs> home, I walked over to his house and I was like, Oh, that's so crazy. You play in the same league. And I was like, like, uh, any chance I could like play on your team next year? Like, I kind of hate my team. <laughs> and, uh, he was like, uh, yeah, let me give you my captain's number. So I called Scotty up and I was like, Hey, can I be on this team? He's like, I'm sorry, man. The roster is totally full. And I was like, Oh, bummer. Well, keep me in mind. About a week later, he calls me back. The guy who lives across the street from me, got a job offer in Wisconsin and moved. Like, out of <laughs> And he's like, you can have Bill's spot if you want it. So then I joined a team. I've never met any of these guys. Like, I don't know a single person. Yeah. And it was kind of intimidating, but they're all cool. They're all older guys. Like, there's no caddy bullshit or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I've been with those guys uh, almost three years now. And uh, so, no, they, they come to Broken Sticks occasionally, but, like, they have nothing to do with Broken Sticks. It's gotcha. totally separate. Okay. Gotcha. No, I mean, that's super cool, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I mean, that's a little more competitive. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. I like it, but like at the same time, it stresses me out. Like I was just telling you, like I look at the roster and be like, "Oh, I gotta play this fucking team." Like <laughs> I'll know there'll be like a couple guys on that team who are like out for blood, who are just yeah, yeah, low level. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. <sighs> None of that ever yeah. happens at Broken. The Hansen Brothers of Barley. Like, oh, that doesn't fall, flow, fly here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joys of league play. I mean, that's oh even like, God. I mean, we'll play, we've played in uh, roller hockey leagues together. I've played in uh, ice hockey uh, house leagues throughout until like up until high school with me. And then even like our pond hockey teams, our pond hockey league, we'll have like, especially the, the tournament at Riverworks where like, oh no, got to play these guys again. Like we, you kind of get to know that. So it's nice to know that broken six, like that isn't the environment because I mean, it's inevitable. Like in regular league play, like that kind of happens, but you know, with something like Broken it's Sticks... It's weird to me. It's like I play very low-level hockey. Like, I've only been yeah. playing five years. I don't know if you know the ratings there. We jump between, like, Club North and Sportsman South. So, like, yeah. I think there's 12 divisions, maybe. We're, like, between eight and nine. One is, like, Pommonville plays in. 12 yeah. is, like, you can't escape. So, yeah. like, we're not that good. Like, I don't know why... 
anyone is trying to hurt anybody. Well, it's, it's the, it's the same thing as like the Riverworks tournament where like you go and you have these guys that, sure, it's a joke, but they dress up as the Hanson brothers and then they go around and like you watch them play. It's like these guys are tall, they're big, they can't skate too well. All they do is take slap shots. The and slap shots don't actually like leave the ground, so they're still taking a hard-ass shot that just is going to go at your blade. But then these guys are downing like... 15 beers over the course of like five hours yeah, it, so then they're drunk already aggressive and then you end up having problems later it's, it's just and they're in like the lowest novice league it's like you guys suck you're just making it bad for people that are trying to get into the sport it's, it's got to be like i'm the smallest guy out there and i'm yeah. center so i'm usually like in the crease trying to push guys out of my goalie's crease yeah so i relate to that so hard i'm 140 soaking wet and they're i'm an easy target so yeah it sucks and sometimes like I hate that. I mean, I like the competitiveness. Yeah. Like, winning the championship was sweet. But, like, I don't really care enough to, like, break yeah. my arm. <laughs> I just want to escape. When you, you know, got to go to the office in the morning, it's not worth it. Uh, <laughs> you know, so that... Broken Sticks is, like, friendly. Like, I create yeah. an environment where, like, we all laugh and goof around. Like, no, if anybody gets hit, it's completely accidental. You usually yeah. make sure they're all right. Like, because yeah. you're going to be playing with that guy next week. Like, if Ooh. the teams get scrapped switched around you know so yeah you don't don't have any bad blood because you know yeah it, ma- it makes no sense i you know kyle i think it's incredible that it seems like you've kind of cultivated this like environment it's crazy that you made something so organized but still so kind of laid back and, and friendly that that's what it really seems like to me and i, I don't know if, if you disagree but I, I think that's super cool Something no, like I mean, that. That's definitely our, what our mission was with Broken Sticks is creating something that's organized to where it's competitive and yeah. you know, we have two goalies and full teams and yeah. but also like at the same time it's just chill. Like we yeah. don't have to like yeah. prove anything to anyone. Like I it's it's funny, I got like such different people who play my skates, like I have this one kid who's like, you know, he has like a gay pride mask and totally not like your typical hockey gut player. And then he's sitting next to a guy with a Blue Lives Matter mask. And like, yeah. mm-hmm. totally opposite ends of the spectrums. Politically, they're completely different. Even like interests are completely different. But they both respect each other enough to where we can play and have a good time together. And that's all that matters. Like it's, we're just shooting the shit, having yeah. a good time. With yeah. Honestly, that's we're what it's about. That's, yeah. nice, that's nice to hear. Because that also yeah. is another like thing that's a problem really with hockey. Right now, and like yeah. hockey is my way of like escaping it and just like having a good time. And like, Same. If you can't do that at hockey... <laughs> Well, I don't know where we're going from here then. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. So, Kyle, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but is there anything else, you know, you said with Anti-Flag and possibly getting more bands to maybe, like, feature on some of your skates? Is there anything else coming up with Broken Sticks that you want to promote or share? I mean, really, right now, no. Everything's kind of low because of COVID. But yeah. once this is over and if there's a vaccine or whatever happens, when we're back to the normal, I want to come back with more than one a week. I'd love to do more band things. Yeah. I'd love to even do something affiliated with, like, a hockey player, like, whether that's yeah. a skills set session or, like, skate with so-and-so. I mean, I've met so many people through doing this. I I have ins now with the Sabres organization who they don't personally know these players, but they know the people who would put me in touch with the people. And I'd yeah, love to do yeah. something like that, you know, raise money for charity or something. You know, we already did an event where we played. I don't know if you ever heard of Buffalo Thunder. They're affiliated with the Sabres. They're a special needs team. Yeah, I've did, heard of them. We did an event with that, and... That, you know, range from people who have autism who you wouldn't even know by looking at them mm-hmm. to people who can't even walk and have a coach out there helping them move on the ice. And that oh. was awesome, like, just to see how important hockey is to some of those people and what a difference it makes in their lives. And, like, 
again, when I'm talking about like, you know, crickets, you, you see a guy like that, you, you assume he can't play hockey and then you see him out there yeah. scoring goal. It's awesome. I'd love to do more events like that with those guys. Everything's kind of just hanging low right now until all this is over, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really exciting. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that Broken Sticks, even through COVID, is, is still ongoing, even though, you know, it's not totally fully functioning. But, you know, I'm glad it's still going and I'm, it sounds really exciting. I'm excited for what you, you know, are going to build in the future on this. I'm excited to see what else happens. So we'll definitely have to stay in touch and keep some tabs on what's going on with that. But And then, Kyle, before you go, uh, put all your plugs in for the uh, site, any social media ads you want to put in there, too. Yeah, it's just brokenstickshockey.com. Uh, all the social media links are on there. You can click around it, but, you know, it's Broken Sticks Hockey on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. There might be Broken Sticks on Twitter. I don't know, but yeah, it's very easy to find. Okay. All right. Well, Kyle, thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate your time. And this has been Pondcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Yeah.